Hey everybody, how's it going out there? Welcome back to This Is Marriage Podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. And we're so glad to have you here with us tonight. Ash, how are you doing over there? You look beautiful tonight, by the way. Thanks. Why do you sound like Mr. Rogers? I don't know. I just, uh, just, just going for it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I can stop. It's all right. (laughs) How are you, beautiful? Uh, my boob hurts. Yeah, it looks. You look like you're in a lot of pain over there. I think my mic needs to be turned up. BT dubs. Is that better? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I will turn down. So if a you can, bit. you were on a five. Well, happy now you're medium. on a six. Oh, five and a half. That doesn't do <laughs> five and a half. I don't know. Okay, so for those of you who couldn't hear Ash before because she was at a five, her boob hurts. And then I apologize if she was yelling at you because (laughs) she was then at a six and was screaming at you. So we're now at a happy medium of somewhere in the the region between five and six. Yeah, my boob hurts. I'm hoping that I'm not getting or have mastitis. I don't know how it works. Now, what is mastitis? What, What is that? It's like when your milk duct gets clogged and then your milk muscle your milk duct and like the rest of your boob gets inflamed uh-huh. because your body's producing milk and it doesn't have any way to get rid of the milk sounds awful yeah how long has this been been how long have you been afflicted by this uh like a couple hours has I it just, just keep getting worse it just like happened all of a sudden. I just was cooking and then I was like, oh, my boob hurts like underneath, like right where my bra sits and it feels like it's bruised. Like it doesn't, because there's a, a feeling like when, when you like need to pump or need to feed the baby mm-hmm. and your boobs get full, like it hurts, but this is like not the same kind of pain. So I don't really know if it's mastitis or not, but well, I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping for a quick recovery. Yeah, I was a little bit... Got an ice pack on it. Yeah, I was a little bit alarmed when you didn't do your typical jumping jacks around the house. Because <laughs> you said it hurt your boob too much. And <clears throat> So yeah, hoping hoping for a quick recovery. Our thoughts and prayers are with you. <laughs> who's our? Uh, just everybody who's listening oh, to this. They're okay. all concerned about your, your breasts. Thank you. Your exquisite breasts. <laughs> well, it's just one. It's just breast. Yeah. The other one's good. The other one I can like squeeze and stuff. <laughs> Okay. But this one, like, I can't. I just have an ice pack on my boob, which is, it, like, feels nice, but it's, like, a weird, it's bizarre to hold an ice pack on your boob. Not like you would know anything about holding ice packs or having boobs, but. I've held an ice pack (laughs) before. Thank you very much. Not on your boob. No, I don't. No, but. You said he wouldn't know anything about ha- holding ice packs, <laughs> and I would. I have held an ice pack <laughs> at least once in my life. All right, touche. You win. Probably have some experience with that. Um, Ash, anything of uh, import that we need to talk about? Is there anything noteworthy that we need to to mention? You need to uh, you need to carry this because I got to eat this cookie and I don't want to do it. Think. So just I'm gonna start co- eating my cookie. It's on you now. All right. Well, eat faster than that. Uh, we went to the store yesterday for a barbecue, and we bought some delicious 
Don't roll your eyes in disgust. We bought some delicious pink sugar cookies. Don't start talking yet. You're going to go because you have cookie in your mouth still. <laughs> and yeah, I, I never know how much food to bring for like barbecues or get togethers because there was one pack of cookies and it had like eight cookies in it, which I had, I grabbed it and I'm, I'm like, this will be fine. But then I'm like, well, what if so-and-so comes over? What if so-and-so's there? What if my little cousin's there? Like, yeah, because the worst thing in the world you want to do is not have enough cookies like yeah. to go around. And people like sit there and be like, the fuck, man? Like, you bring these sugar cookies. I didn't get one. Exactly. Bring enough for the whole class. And so I bought two packs, some pink one and some blue ones mm -hmm. with rainbow sprinkles, which are my shit. <laughs> the shit, my favorite. No, they really are your shit. Like, <laughs> if you guys don't know this... Ashley poops rainbow <laughs> sprinkles. It's it's intriguing. <laughs> oh god, my boob it hurts. Um, Shouldn't you be wearing a bra? Wouldn't that help? I don't know. Because it looks like every time you take your hand away and your boob like comes to a resting position is when it hurts. Like when doesn't would it hurt if it were still like? But I took the bra being supported? off, hoping to help it. Maybe I need to put a different bra on. Yeah, like my like soft nursing bra. Yeah. Anyways, um, I just wanted to clear up a piece of confusion here. We did not go to the store for a barbecue. The barbecue was at Ashley's uncle's house. We bought the things for the, the barbecue at the store, but the store was not, in fact, hosting a barbecue for us. And I, I just feel like I wanted to clear that up for those of you listening. They're like, what the fuck? What store did they go to that was hosting a barbecue? I want to go to that store and have a barbecue, but no. You're such a douche. We had a we had a barbecue at a, a family house. Then how would you say that? We went to the store to buy food for I a would barbecue. Say my uncle invited us over for a barbecue, so we stopped at the store to buy meat on our way to said barbecue. I like my way better. <laughs> but it's so goddamn confusing. No, it's not. Everyone's You're just gonna making think, it confusing. I'm not. Everyone who's who's listening is gonna be like Not everyone is a little grammar Nazi English major over here. Okay. You want me to turn it down some more? No. Yeah, so we went to the barbecue. It was good. We bought some chicken from the store where the barbecue was. Anyways, yes, <sighs> I bought these delicious cookies. The, like, famous pink frosted Just the super cookies. cheap, yeah. But they're so good. They are. And... So I bought two packs, and we get there, and there's, like, hardly anyone there. And Porter ate a couple cookies. I ate a couple cookies. There was, like... Wild four, ate a cookie or two. Yeah. There was two cookies, I think, left in the one pack. And so we have this whole unopened pack. I'm like, well, you guys aren't keeping my cookies. I'm going to take them home. And We're those people. Yeah. <laughs> we show up at a barbecue, and then whatever we have left that's unused... We bring home with us, like well, oh, the good stuff at least. There's like half a bag of chips left, and like a little bit of dip left. We're gonna take that shit home. Oh, there's four beers of our thirty pack left. We're gonna take those home. But then, if we bring something that like we don't like, oh yeah, we're just like gonna hope that they don't say, "Do you want to take this?" Yeah. Which they did. Yeah, <laughs> we. I bought some chicken, and it was, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It was green. Well, yeah, it was like a pesto yeah, seasoned herbal pre-seasoned yeah. chicken, and we stopped at like a. Uh, like a Walmart. It was just a grocery only Walmart. Yeah. And they didn't have like a meat department. Yeah. And so they didn't have, you can go to Smith's or Harmon's or whatever and get like pre-seasoned meat from like the butcher. 
and this they only had like packaged meat like it's like not the same as the one that like the butcher makes for you <laughs> and <laughs> fuck off that was the longest sentence ever all right coming from you that's <laughs> well i wouldn't say we went to the barbecue for a store i would say that we got invited to this barbecue and it was hosted at ashley's uncle's house and so we had to go to the store to buy a meat and while we were at the store we bought this and this and this Anyways, the chicken I bought, it wasn't that great. And I was hoping that they just like would not think any, or not remember about it. And they did. Yeah, because we've taken things in the past where we have extra and we like that I've wanted to take home, yeah. like steak or whatever, that just gets forgotten about and doesn't come home with us. Yeah. So, anything else that we did at the barbecue? Was there anything else that went to Mill Creek Canyon? Yeah, we took some photos. Took some pictures to, well, to try you... and theoretically get out of the smoke, but yeah, evidently smoke is pervasive throughout canyons and mountains and stuff so it's not like pollution yeah you can't get above it it's just it's everywhere yeah so um i still don't have a job so that's cool i still do though mm-hmm ash is still working full-time mm-hmm. so that's great um i don't know wild learned how to dance yeah it's the cutest thing in the world it's so fantastic and he's getting really good at waving and clapping. I think that's on. Is that on? You you only put it on your Instagram on the story, right? Yeah, but I saved it to my. Highlights. Saved it to highlights. It's on my my Instagram too at port six five. If you want to see him dance, I think it's on the Facebook. I didn't post it to the This Is Marriage, but. Yeah, it's the cutest damn thing. I think he's teething again. Which is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. For all parties involved. I wish he would just like his, I wish his teeth would just come through. Like if he's going to go through all this, because this happened a couple months ago where he had all the symptoms and then no teeth came. And then this weekend he had all the symptoms. No teeth. And still no teeth. Wouldn't it be weird if you like you woke him up one morning and he had all like 25 teeth? That would be terrifying. Like he just went from his cute little two on the bottom to just like this little tiny mouthful of teeth. I don't even... I can't even picture what he will look like with like any more teeth than he has right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm so used to just those two on the bottom that I don't, I don't know what he'll look like with actual like with more teeth. They're the cutest little little chicklets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that was about it. We uh, we're excited to be back here though. This is uh, this is a lot of fun. We this is the most we talk in the seven day period. Ash and I get on this podcast and for like you know, an hour or so we communicate and then it's just absolute like apathy for the next six days. Like we just don't give a shit about each other until it comes Monday night. And then about four minutes before the podcast starts, we, we break our silence and ask, what do you want to talk about tonight? And then we figure it out and then we do the show and then, uh, yeah, we start all over again. Mm-hmm. So you really look like you're in a lot of pain. It hurts. I don't know what to do. Why the fuck, how, what is my luck where I go 10 months of breastfeeding and then right before Wild turns one, because that was my goal to get to a year. Yeah. I get it two months shy of that. And now you've got this thing. And he eats from this boob all the time. This is like my bigger boob. Yeah. It's like a two to one ratio to the other boob. It's not that bad. (laughs) Um, so about four minutes, like I said, about four minutes before the show started, we were kind of talking about what we, we wanted to talk about tonight. And we had a couple of different ideas and the one that we decided on 
I thought was a super interesting topic because it's it's very debatable, and I don't think that there is one answer. You know, like everything, there's not one answer that you could cling to as you know a universal truth. But what we're talking about is when do you know in a relationship when it's time to to cut ties and and just let it go? Like when do you know when that relationship is past saving, and you just need to to walk away and and end it. So, Ash? Do you have any experience with this? Well, I mean, my marriage, my first one. Well, but you weren't. But I think that, that my problem is, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, I, I know where you were headed. Like, I wasn't interested in ending the relationship. Yeah. And maybe that was just ignorance on my part where I needed something like this to have that in my head to be like, is is this relationship over? Like, am I just being naive and having this like kind of I was in denial maybe about where we were yeah that's fair and I was kind of refusing to to see it for what it was but maybe maybe not maybe and even to the you know I'm not I'm glad that it ended me too that would be awkward (laughs) to be a sister wife right (laughs) um so I'm, I'm glad that it ended or the other woman but I yeah but I I still don't think personally that where we were at and the problems that we had merited divorce. So interesting. So I don't think that we were there. I'm glad that my hand was was forced, I guess, because I I didn't see it for what it was. Yeah, well at least on your side because it from what you've talked about it sounds like she may have been I mean, well, she obviously was done and, like, emotionally cut off from it. Yeah, she had checked of, out long before. Because of all these, like, pent-up resentments. Right, which we've talked about in previous podcasts. But, like, if you're just catching us for the first time, we know we've talked about this idea of fighting and how couples communicate and how couples fight. And and then I didn't fight. You know, we didn't air our grievances and we didn't express those problems. So she just had a bunch of shit bottled up. And then, you know, four or five years into it, all these things came pouring out and she was so resentful and so, I guess, hurt, whatever she would, you know, term she would use for that, that for her, the relationship was past saving. You know, she has, she was so done and emotionally cut off that for her, there was nothing left to salvage. Yeah. So. Well, and I've been like that with like past boyfriends before um where how my last relationship ended it was by my hand like I was the one who who made the decision to end it and it was just a unhealthy toxic relationship pretty much from day one but I was so, I guess, blinded by it because I'd never really known what a healthy relationship looks like. But, and so by the time that I was, uh, I don't know if I would say like I was realizing like how shitty it was because I always like kind of knew I just, he'd like put it in my head that like I'd 
this was like the best I deserved kind of thing. That you you had kind of okay, so this is the best you deserved. So you felt maybe not that you had settled, but just that you were getting what the best that you could. Yeah. Um, and so there was a point and I don't even remember like what happened or exactly when it was, but there was a time when anything he said or did just kind of, I was so apathetic and I just was, I was getting to the point where I was like repulsed by him and I had zero interest sexually. Like he would try and like initiate like sex or whatever. And I was, I was so like repulsed at the thought of it. And I, sometimes I would just be like, fine, like whatever. And then other times I would just be like, I just wouldn't because I was I couldn't like, well, I'm, isn't I'm not, that one of the ultimatums that he gave you at one point like didn't he kind of communicate that to you like that that was that was just after that big fight like if I don't get it from you I'm gonna get it somewhere yeah that was the only time he said that it was just after that big fight and this doesn't would you consider this an abusive relationship that you were in like if you, if you had to label it as such would you label it as as abusive yeah yeah okay not physically obviously but verbally mentally and, mentally. and emotionally yeah, yeah okay um, yeah, he was extremely controlling. He was manipulative. He was absolutely degrading and completely disgusting the way he viewed and treated women. But no, it just got to the point where I was, and it, the, it was more than like just the sex where I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. But like, that was kind of like a big thing where I'm like, oh, I am like repulsed at like, Whoa, dude. Can you drink your drink a little quieter? But, like, the the thought of doing that, I was repulsed by it. And so then that turned into, like, me wanting to do things. Oh, my God. You are so loud. I'm done. <laughs> Good wanting to do things like without him not like sexually but i would like go out with my friends more which leading up to this he would make a huge scene and throw a fit anytime i tried to do anything like without him and i don't remember like details if i just like didn't give a shit anymore or if he was like working or he couldn't attend or something like that. But I found myself wanting to go out like all the time just to not be around him and to like, like flirt with other guys. Why the fuck do is you, this monitor so loud? Do you remember, and you may not remember, but do you, do you remember if you ever like intentionally started like planning things for when you knew that he would be busy and couldn't go? Like if you knew he was working then you would deliberately like plan shit just so that you could have that excuse to go out without him. I don't remember the the one thing, the event that I knew it was done and that I wanted to. I almost said divorce. That I wanted to break up with him was my friend at the time. 
her brother was in a like local band with some of his friends and I don't remember if I like had a crush on him or it was just like fun to hang out with like her and him and cause they were close. Um, but there was, he was playing at liquid Joe's I think. And I remember going to it. I don't know why he didn't come with me or if I was just didn't invite him or whatever. And her brother and I like kind of flirted that night and I like, like when you're in like this dead relationship and then you like flirt with someone for the first time, it's like feelings you haven't felt for years or whatever, like butterflies and like, just like that new relationship type of thing. Is that why you were flirting with me at the barbecue with your dad when, when he came later? Like, was it just, they wasn't so much that you were interested in me, but it was just like, I'm in such a shitty place. Hey, there's this dude that's not my boyfriend. I'm just going to like flirt with him and hope something comes of it just because I'm looking for a, a, an escape plan. Was that, was that what was going on? No, I mean, you're obviously not my escape plan because I wasn't like dating anyone when we like. Well, no, but when we were flirting at, flirting at your dad's before, while you and him were still dating. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm just. Yeah. So was that the, the intent of the flirting was like kind of this like, oh, I'm in this shitty relationship. Here's this dude who's not my boyfriend. I'm going to like flirt with him and just no it just happened it was just what happened like organically and then it was like stuff like that where i was like ashamed of my boyfriend and i didn't like i didn't want you to meet him right and i didn't want him to be there because i wanted to like stay and flirt with you yeah. and i was so like what the fuck am i doing in this relationship still like i hate like i just want to be single yeah and from what I've heard about it, like with you and Kyle having talked about this this dude in the past and how that relationship went with your car, and I mean, and we don't need to get into the the details because we only have so much time tonight. Because you have a, that whole story was absolutely a shit show. Yeah. By the time that thing fizzled out, so for for the people in in a bad relationship right now, especially if it's an abusive relationship, I mean, well, let me ask you this: Did you know at the time that it, you were in an abusive relationship? Would you have if someone at the time when you were with him said, Ash, are you in an abusive relationship? Would you have known to say, to be like, yeah, I totally am? Or is it only like in retrospect that you have kind of been able to, to classify that? No, I feel like I was naive about it. Like I knew he did things that were shitty and like the whole him getting mad at me when I would like do stuff. Like I feel like looking back at it, I was more just like, oh, he's being such a dick or it's, that's annoying or something. But I don't, think I ever would have said that it was like admitted that I was in a re abusive relationship or even known to say that I was. Okay. And no, and I, and I think that's fair. And I think that that's the same thing that I think a lot of, especially women are, are in that place. So what made you stick around? Like you, you knew while you were in it, that it was miserable, that you were unhappy. What, what do you think kept you, kept you there? Like kind of like going back to what we were talking about, like, how do you know when to to draw the line and end relationship. Oh my God, there's a big buck over there. Will you go kill it? It's behind that yellow chair. I think it's an earwig. Yeah. Can I, let me finish my, what if it crawls away and we can't find it? Please just go get it. Okay. So why did you stay in that relationship? 
Because <laughs> um, he made me believe that I couldn't get any better. That I couldn't do any better. And was it an earwig? Nope. What was it? That was a skinny, long little spider. It was big and scary, though. Anyways, he made me feel like I... I, like, wasn't... good enough. And he had this, like, attitude that he was the best I was ever going to get, and I should be lucky and consider it, like, a privilege to mm-hmm. be dating him. And you had bought into that then, that kind of thought of this is as good as it's going to get. I'm I'm lucky to have him. I'm unhappy, but I'm also undeserving of happiness. Yeah. That sucks, man. I'm sorry you went through that. Yeah, it's all right. What a douchebag. I know. So if any of you are listening to this and you're in similar situations and you are thinking that you are just as good as it's going to get, but you're totally unhappy and and you're listening to this and being like, you know, I never thought about myself as being in an abusive relationship, but listening to Ash's story, yeah, I probably am. Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck out. Just do it. Yeah, bounce. It was like the best thing when I finally like cut the cord. It was... You don't so realize relieving. how miserable you are until you get, like Ash was saying, like with that flirting, like you don't realize how miserable you are until you get just like, even a small taste yeah. of life on the other side. And then all of a sudden that, like that juxtaposition of those two, you know, things, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, I'm, I didn't realize I was miserable. Yeah. I was so depressed. Well, and then there was a lot of things I didn't even realize were an issue or were fucked up that he was doing until like way after the fact like looking back on it i was like holy shit like that was fucked up like what can we ask uh i don't have any like examples yeah but that makes sense you know in in that retrospect of looking back on things i mean that how he acted after the fight yeah like i'm i feel gross thinking about that yeah yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, we don't need to to go go through that again. Um, so, and I think we can talk about this, right, with your mom. You feel comfortable talking about this? Yeah. So, your mom and her husband have been now split up for eight, nine months. They nine sp- months. Yeah, because they split up kind of in December. in December, beginning of December. Um, stayed with us for a week or so. She came. About two weeks. Her and my sister, not the two of them. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, she came and stayed with us. Um, your sister didn't really, off and on, but... Yeah, not really. Um, for a couple weeks. And she has since got her own apartment, and she's moved out. Um, and... But hasn't hasn't filed for divorce. She's done all the paperwork. And there's a lot of other shit that's gone on, you know, since she split up. But she's still kind of holding on to this idea of, you know, now that he, if he can sober up and he can be this person, you know, not that everything goes back to normal and everything's all hunky dory, you know, and she can kind of forget all the causes and all the things that made her move out in the first place and then that have happened since then. Mm. But she is kind of holding on to this idea of like, I'm not going to file a divorce. So what would you say, like, in that situation, Ash, like, you know, not 
necessarily specific to your mom, but when what would you say would be a time that you know that it's time to walk away? Like, how do you know when it's time to cut the cord and they say, I've given this relationship everything I can, I'm I'm out? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess when that relationship and that purpose isn't, like, providing you anything anymore. Like, because she, like, to this day, I think with her, like, you love someone you're you don't just stop loving them because some shit happens especially when you're married and you've been together for you know 10 years you don't just snap your fingers wake up one day and have no feelings for that person anymore and I feel like with her she's just holding on to hope that it will work out I don't know because she in like every aspect of her life i feel like she's like moved on oh yeah absolutely I, I would agree with that 100 percent, with the exception of i don't think she's dating no and she hasn't filed for divorce yeah but, but otherwise yeah i feel like divorce is like i mean it is it's the like it's saying that it's over and that's it you know and so it's finalizing things and so i just I don't think she's, like, ready to have things finalized. And, I mean, she's the first one to admit she has a very, like, codependent personality. Yeah, even yeah, personality. That's the word you'd say. Absolutely. But, um, she needs to be wanted and needed. And so... And he very much, you know fulfills those needs oh yeah for her as far as having somebody that is needy and yeah almost i would say helpless you know especially as an adult like yeah can be very much yeah i wouldn't say is helpless because that's that's very much that's unfair that's kind of an over exaggeration no i mean but it has definite moments of helplessness where well and i feel like that's only amplified because she is so quick to hold his hand and right do she's these such a nurturer yeah so quick to take care of people yeah and so he like takes advantage of that mm-hmm. and so i mean i feel like for her anyways like it's just a matter of not wanting to finalize things not wanting things to be completely over because yeah. th- even through all of this she's stayed in contact with him and seen him and, you know, hung out with him yeah. from time to time. And yeah, they've, you know, like she's saying, as long as he's sober, you know, they've gone on dates and they've hung yeah. out and, and stuff. Um, now this is one of those things that you and I have always, when we've, even since we very first started dating that we've always kind of said like is, is black and white. Like there's no, there's no forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, for like having an affair, for yeah. example. Um, but we also know a lot of people, not a lot, but we know couples who have gone through that mm-hmm. you know but have, have been able to stick it out do you feel like still that that is a um that that's like an end point like there's no coming back from that i like if you were the one to cheat on me i for me it's like the trust is broken right 
and I know how I am and I know what an immature like fighter I am where if my feelings are hurt or if I'm put in a corner where I'm feeling at all vulnerable, I attack. Right. And I feel like I could, if we were to try and like make up and have our marriage be back to what it was and things would be fine, but then something would happen where we'd get in an argument. I know how I am. And that would come up every single argument. Oh yeah. You're, you're, you hold on to shit. You're, you know, that would absolutely like, I would not put dishes away the right way or, you know, I would not load the dishwasher the correct way. And then you, God damn it. You had an affair. Yeah. You cheating bastard. I'm like, but I didn't load the dishwasher the right way. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's hard to say like without going through it because everyone can judge someone else's situation, but yeah. you get put in that situation and you're like, oh, wow, I kind of feel like a dick for judging that person for doing these things while they were in this situation. It's You know what it just reminded me of? Huh. It's like watching Macy on Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> before she started Naked and Afraid, she's like, you know, I just watch all these people who go on this naked and afraid and they tap out like after like a day and they don't even try. And I mean, I know it's hard, but I mean, come on, y'all. You got to you got to give it more than a day to tap out. And I just think that when I go on naked and afraid that I'm going to be able to show people that you got to just like, you know, work hard. <laughs> It's a really good Chattanooga, Tennessee <laughs> accent. Everybody who has any type of like country or southern accent is like, fuck you, man. Yeah. You stereotyping bastard. <laughs> but yeah, like, and, and she ends up like after like the first day, she's like, this fucking sucks. Like, this is a tough, tough thing. Yeah. I, I probably shouldn't have been so quick to judge well, she even said people she's whose like... naked shoes I've never, <laughs> <Naked> <laughs> <shoes>. <laughs> <laughs> I've never walked in their nakedness before. She even said like, yeah, it's easy to sit on your couch and yeah. watch the show and criticize how someone's doing something or how they're doing something wrong. But she's like, you come out here and it's fucking hard. You know, one thing that annoys me is that Naked and Afraid Uncensored Still is censors? very much censored. Yeah. Like, the, don't call it Naked and Afraid Uncensored and then continue to blur shit out. I know. I want to see some ugly bad naked. <laughs> that's a nasty, that's the wrong naked. Oh yeah, it's like that Seinfeld episode. Her, her climbing the tree. <laughs> like, I don't need to With her sweaty bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't need on that poor guy's back. <laughs> oh god, when uh, he gave her the piggyback. Yeah, I don't A naked I'm good. piggyback should never happen. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. Bad 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 all around. Um So yeah, so I I agree with you though. Coming back to that that it is difficult to to judge when you're not in in though that situation i think it's even difficult when you are in that situation just like you mentioned before with your previous relationship with brian that brian dan matt bill i wasn't really trying to use his name well why would you say brian like i have a somewhat stepbrother named brian what's the one that i always go to chat or chad no i don't know i do have uh the name that I always, I can't remember who it is now, but, um, and so you were in that and you still, you know, it, you, you don't know how bad it is and you don't necessarily think, okay, I need to walk away from this relationship. Yeah. Um, so how, that's a, that's a, maybe we should have done some research first 
to see if there's like some psychologist tips and tricks on how to recognize that you're in a, a relationship that needs to end. I think obviously like if you're getting smacked around, like you need to fucking run for the hills, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, if I told you right now on that I had cheated on you, would you kick me out? Like, would you like make me move out of the house? I mean, I'm not. I didn't. <laughs> I'm Surprise! Like, wow, this is, this is a <laughs> really awkward way to tell me. That's like on. He's just not that into you. Where in the middle of the Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly, I have no fucking idea what I would do. I think you would murder me. I honestly think that you would be so overcome with rage and just you would be out of control, and you would do something that you'd regret, and then be like, "Now, how do I hide a body?" See. And I don't think I would be mad. I think I would be, like, devastated and sad. Yeah. Like, I think I would just sob. Like, I don't think I would yell or, like, hit you or anything. I think I would, like, break down and turn into, like, a puddle. Yeah. And just cry. Yeah. I can see that. But I didn't. I mean, I'm not... Okay. This isn't my confession. I didn't cheat Good. on you. Thanks. I'm yeah. glad. I haven't cheated on you either. Today? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, I'm. Google comes up with some really weird shit. So I'm. I was googling. How to tell if you're in a, in an abusive relationship, and just every word I type the like auto suggestion that comes up with, I'm like, what the fuck are these people Googling? How to tell if your teenage daughter is pregnant. How to tell if you have lice. How to tell if you have bed bugs. I think these are all the things that you're Googling. I'm going to Google how to tell if my teenage daughter is pregnant. <laughs> my non-existent teenage daughter, how to tell if she's pregnant. <laughs> might be something you want to, you're curious about. <laughs> In so I started typing on Google, and I got as far as how to know, uh-huh. and guess what it auto-filled with? What? How to know when to move on. Mm. So It's listening to I you. I guarantee it is. You bitch. All right. I found 21 warning signs of... Ew, is that a bug on my face? Oh, my God. 21 warning signs of an abusive... Oh, of an emotionally abusive relationship. One... 21 signs. All right. Psychological abuse can look like humiliating or embarrassing you, constant put downs. Here, I'm just going to like tally the ones that I've had. Yeah. Hypercriticism, refusing to communicate, ignoring or excluding you, mm. extramarital affairs, provocative behavior with the opposite sex, use of sarcasm and unpleasant tone of voice unreasonably jealous, extreme moodiness, mean jokes, or constantly making fun of you, saying I love you but, saying things like, if you don't blank, I will blank, domination and control, withdrawal of affection, guilt trips, making everything your fault. You guys can't see this, but so far she's lifted up a finger for every single one. There's a Almost. couple that I have. Yeah. This is about 13. Isolating you from your family and friends, using money to control. He never really had any fucking money. No, but that was one of the things. I mean, it wasn't necessarily to control you, but that was one of the, the issues is that you had to pay for everything all the time. That's true. He used it. I mean, he manipulated with it like, I don't have a car. You need yeah. to pay for these things. Like, if you really love me, you'll, you know. Constantly calling or text you, texting when you are not with him or her. 
threatening to commit commit suicide if you leave. So how many was that? I've Sixteen lo- out of twenty-one. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> In just one relationship. Yeah. Wow, you you hit the jackpot on that one. Yeah. Right. Should have married him. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, he never wanted to marry me. Not like I would have. Don't. Don't look at me like that. Um. Yeah, that's that's rough. Um. This one. Nine ways you can tell it's time to move on from livepurposefullynow.com. That's a long URL. Right? Live purposefully. Purposefully. Purposefully now.com. Perpendicular. Petunias. Um, you complain more than you compliment. So we shouldn't do that? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what would we talk about if we didn't bitch about each other like what would we have to talk about we just bitch about other people like always your health is suffering i guess i mean my joints and my memory you know between my bad shoulders and ankles and elbow and brain my back my back and my crack and, and your my broken boob sack and my swollen <laughs> my sack <laughs> i don't think i've ever complained about my sack being broken <laughs> Um, number three, you've lost your enthusiasm or passion. And that's kind of hard to judge because I've never had any enthusiasm or passion about anything. I'm like the least enthusiastic, (laughs) passionate person alive. So I guess, you know, something to be aware of your efforts go unnoticed or unappreciated. Like when I unload the dishwasher and then accidentally leave one cupboard cupboard door open and then I get fucking raked over the coals because there's a cabinet door open. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. What was the other one that you did just recently where I'm like, oh, I made fucking drinks. I had been making those drinks all night, and I left a can of Coke, an empty can of Coke on the kitchen table. Like you do always. And not always. A lot. Oh, my God. And Ash watches it walks into the kitchen, and I just heard her growl. <laughs> And I'm like, I knew immediately there was something I had done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Nothing. I suppose I should be grateful. I what? Tell me. To pick my battles. What did I do? <laughs> and you don't let me pick my battles. <laughs> I just need to be. I'm just. Thank you for making drinks. I'm all. Did I leave the fucking <laughs> can of Coke on the table? And she says, Yes, you always do it. Just throw it away. And I'm like, Make your own goddamn drink. <laughs> so this is why I don't want to tell you things. Not because you don't want me to get mad about them, but because you don't want to make your own drinks. That's not what I said or meant. It is. Whatever. Um, you can't wait for the day to be over. Who, who is? Who are these people that can wait for the day to be over? Like, who is not excited about going to bed? <laughs> like, from the moment I wake up, I'm just like, oh, I still have to be awake. <laughs> God damn it! Like, how much longer is there? Twelve hours. I have to be awake for twelve more hours. Sixteen more hours. Mine is I just can't wait till I can get home and start drinking again. <laughs> not in like an alcoholic way. Oh, no. No. Not <laughs> just like. But when you say I can't wait till I get home to start drinking again, like <laughs> it does kind of give off that alcoholic connotation. Yeah. But no, I'm totally like. I just ex- mean like I can't. I enjoy having a cocktail with dinner. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can get home. You can take off your jeans. You can take off your bra. Put your house sweats on. Put ice pack on my titty. Put your ice pack on your boob. 
Um, the fun and laughter have disappeared. I think that's one place where you and I are still still pretty good. Like you don't appreciate like ninety percent of the things that I do for you. Oh, okay. Personal <laughs> jabs. <laughs> but at least we, we have fun and we laugh together. Yeah. When we do this podcast. 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 Where is podcast anyway? I'm just gonna ask that. He hates us. He does. Um number seven, you have to change who you are. I think that's a really good indication. If you're finding that you are trying to bend over backwards to to alter your life or who you are to accommodate this person, that that's a pretty good sign that you're in a bad relationship. Yeah. Like I don't remember being like as goofy or yeah, whatever. I'd hope not. I'd be sad if you were what? like goofy and happy and stuff with him. Oh, I wasn't, I was confused what you're saying you would be sad about. No, I like feel like I could never, ever, ever be like my true self. Like, even in the slightest, I was always like self-conscious, and he always made me feel stupid about everything. Which is odd because you're brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Um, number eight, you don't fit into the culture. That's weird. Yeah, I don't really I don't. get that one. Um, the form of friendship isn't what it used to be, so like that's how it says to to know that you should bounce as if your friendship has changed. Um. Yeah. I like my list better. I do too. This is a shit list. I'm sorry, livepurposefullynow.com, but that's a shit list. Um, anyway, I think that, you know, kind of judging from what Ash has said, you know, and, and I kind of think about my own, you know, my first marriage a little bit and think there were definitely signs that, that we weren't happy. And, and I don't think there's any way that you can can know for a surety that you that it's time to walk out. Unless, you know, like you, you've identified some form of abuse. But I think, you know, if you're just kind of gone into that unhappy state, um, when we first started dating, like Ash and I fought all the time mm-hmm. and it was, it was awful. And even when we started living together, it was awful. Like we fought like fucking cats and dogs. Like it was crazy how, how often we fought. And there were so many times where I'm just like, I needed to throw in the towel. This is done. This is stupid. Like I love her. And when it's great, things are great. But we just have so much negative that it's time to move on. And Ash constantly reminded me, she's like, I, I would rather work for something and have it fail than to always be questioning why. And that always kind of brought me back to thinking, even though we've been through all this and we're, we fight a lot, can I honestly look at this and say that I've given it 100%, that I've tried everything that I can? And I, the answer is always no. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep being unhappy and I'm going to stick this out because I need to to know that if this relationship ends there's going to be no regret there's going to be no like looking back and thinking I didn't do my due diligence what if only I had had tried a little bit harder um yeah I don't you were saying um you didn't want to I'd rather try and fail then wonder what if you worded that weird the first time sorry but yeah yeah wonder what if i had tried and you know we have some friends that that are going through kind of a rough a rough patch and there's that that constant question as to whether it's better to be alone or to be in this relationship that has its its highlights and its great moments but is also hard 
Yeah. You know, like when do you get to that point where you can say, I, I am out. Mm-hmm. And I think if you have said that you can say, even if the other person isn't on board, if you can say, I have tried everything, you know, they won't go to counseling or with me. They won't go to therapy with me. I'm doing everything that I can to make myself a better person. And I'm doing the best I can to bring this person along. And you can say, I've done these things and you are honest with yourself. I think at that point, then that's when you know it's time to walk away. I think even if the other person might not be on board, if you are emotionally done and you can say, I have given it my best shot, there's nothing more that I can do. From here on out, it's just kind of maintaining the status quo. Yeah. I think at that point, you know, life is too short to to stick around in a relationship that's especially an unhealthy one. But, you know, if if it's that unhappy... You know, I, I think that that it's time to, to dip out. Yeah, and I would say, like, for me, like, I didn't have, like, something that happened where I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, my epiphany. I need to leave. Like, I don't, I don't remember having, like, a light switch moment or, like, psyching myself up, like, hey, I'm going to do this. But I would say... If you're not yourself because of the person you're with makes you feel stupid or for whatever reason you can't, you feel like you can't be yourself around this person or you're not happy anymore or like the light in you is gone because of this person or any happiness, even if it's not like an abusive like relationship, if you're not getting the sense of happiness and enjoyment and fulfillment that you used to from this person or this relationship, then maybe it's time like to end it because you're not gaining anything more from this person. And yeah, life is too short to just be with someone because you think it's the right thing to do or because you feel family or society when i think that obligation there's that but i think it's also like i don't want to hurt their feelings like i don't i'm trying to avoid confrontation and so i'm going to stick this out just because i don't want to hurt someone's feelings like i'd rather be dumped than do the dumping yeah which like i i get that like no one likes to do certain things like when i was managing like i don't like firing people but you also like you have to do what's in whoever's best interest, whether that be like for me, it was like my company's best interest. But you have to think about yourself like you have to be selfish and put yourself first and think about what makes you happy and what's affecting your happiness. And if the person you're with is not providing you the things that you need emotionally or whatever then they're it's kind of like with friends like sometimes you just outgrow people yeah and it's not that mean you're a douchebag or you're not being an asshole about it but you know i think that one thing that i think that ash said that really struck a chord with me is if you find yourself being somebody else or that you can't you can't be yourself and um for example like i like to do a lot of outdoor shit ash isn't necessarily like the same way it's not something we have in common, but she never um, keeps me from doing those things. Like if I'm not 
participating in the activities that I enjoy, it's my own fault and not something that she has, you know, tried to guilt me out of or, or put me down for. And so I have changed a lot since we've been married or since we've been together, but more due to circumstances in my own choice, as far as like, I would rather be home with you or be doing activities with you, especially now that we have the baby than out on my own, you know, camping or whatever else. And so I'm the one making the choices to change. Not so much that she's ever like guilted me into, into that. Or but like I, out of obligation. You don't, yeah. you don't feel like obligated to not do things because I don't like it. Yeah. What not? But I think that otherwise I've always felt very, very comfortable being myself and that I wasn't judged or that there wasn't going to be any type of backlash. And except the only with the exception is if we drink together. Yeah. Then there's a shitload of backlash and it's mutual. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you know, I've never, I've never felt that I was walking on eggshells or that I could or could not say or do something, um, because of her, you know, approving or disapproving. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Like when I was with, Matt, I, that was like my whole relationship was I felt like I was walking on eggshells. Now you feel like you're walking on sunshine. <laughs> oh, and don't feel good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> These headphones hurt when I wear glasses. It like pushes against my ears and that's why I don't like wearing beanies when I wear glasses. It has the same effect. Noted. Yeah. I remember that when I used to wear. Remember when I used to wear glasses back yeah. in the day before I had LASIK. You wore them for like a hot minute. Yeah, I was hot. <laughs> you still are hot. Thanks, Boo. Well, Ash, I think should we? You feel good about this? Yeah. Should we wrap her up? Wrap it up tight. Yeah, like in a rug in your trunk. <laughs> no. In cellophane. No. Um, no. Oh, the one one bit of news. If you've lasted this long. Ash has a, a, we just launched her website. So Ash has a, her own blog now at saltybeauty.com. Go to it. Give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. We've just kind of, we're doing it on our own here a little bit as we go. So saltybeauty.com. Check out Ash's page. and Kind of like a lifestyle yeah, blog. It's kind of fun. Talks about our marriage. Talks about being a mom. You can also get some some fabulous beauty tips eventually from her um i haven't blogged about our marriage well i blogged about like our honeymoon honeymoon, yeah yeah mostly like lifestyle stuff yeah don't let the 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 title mislead you it's not just beauty Beauty. yeah um we also have a facebook page so like two two. we have this is marriage community page that you can join this is marriage support group right and then also we have this is marriage facebook page yeah which is a page go like it and yeah, stay tuned. We'll, yada yada. We'll put some shit on there. Um, and then we also have our Instagram, which is This Is Marriage Podcast. So whenever we kind of post, you know. We're not very good about it. Content ideas or, you know, things we're going to talk about or just pictures of us doing our thing. You can follow along and see our our lives as it plays out a little bit. If we were good podcasters, we would, like, go in ahead of time. Oh, like, yeah well in advance and get feedback for ideas like stir up excitement and get you like all amps you're all oh shit tuesday morning i better listen 
but most of the time we don't come up with a topic or we'll have like a couple topics that we're like teetering between and we usually don't make a decision until we have our headphones on and we're sitting in front of the mic. Yeah. (laughs) Hence why we do our research on air (laughs) as we're talking. Yeah. There's very few episodes we, we plan for. So maybe one day we will get good about. Although Ash, you know what I just realized is we've been talking for almost an hour without taking a break and going to get refills. Wow. I know. We well, have even... to go pick up your parents from the airport. Yeah, I have to leave here in a minute. So, um, Anyway, guys, as always, we, we really do appreciate you listening. We're just floored at the, the amount of people listening, the downloads that we have. Um, please, if you, if you haven't done so, go to the iTunes and leave us a, a, a review. You know, we love that you give us stars, but we'd also love to to read your comments and see what you guys think about the show. Share it with your your friends and family. You know, hit us up if you have ideas or, or suggestions. We are or feedback. Feedback. We are Tell super us. accommodating on to, to what you think about us. Tell us what we suck at. Huh. Um. Okay. Let uh, me know if you have any like mastitis recommendations because my boob just hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see you tomorrow at work, and have you just sitting there holding one boob with one hand while you try and like do your job because yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do. You look like you are like this is just absolutely excruciating. It's like. Do we need to go to Instacare? I don't know if they can do anything. They it's, can drain it or something. I don't know. The pain is like intensified. Yeah, you look like you're honestly like you're about in tears, and I'm. I'm it's not hurt, that bad. It I'm hurting for you. Hurts. Don't pump again. Don't underplay it for the audience. You're you're in pain. Anyway, guys, this has been another episode of This Is Marriage podcast. I'm Porter. I'm Ashley. And we love you. Okay. Bye. Bye.